You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 1960s Reboot Podcast, the only podcast that reviews and reboots a classic 1960s television show for today's audiences. I am your host, Matt D., and today we have a very special episode. Instead of reviewing a classic 60s TV show, we're going to reboot, or we're going to review a reboot. That's right. For the first time ever, it's a reboot episode in a reboot series. The Monsters 1960s classic series has now been rebooted by my favorite um, musician-turned-director, Rob Zombie. That's right, folks. Rob yep. Zombie. And to help me out on this monstrous, humongous episode, my good friends, Joe and Becca. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey What's there. Up? Thank you very much for having us on. This is exciting times. Yeah, definitely. So... Before we dive right into the episode, um, what do you guys know prior to watching this movie about the monsters? It was one of my like go-to shows as a little kid because I'm old and I was born in the 70s. So um, that and the Addams Family were always my favorites. I've always liked scary things and I just, I don't know, it, I just love it. So... And yeah. as far as me, I'm, uh, I'm an 80s kid, so I was born 79. And the extent of my watching of the monsters was the first five minutes because that was the first thing after cartoons ran. And then I would usually promptly shut it off because I'm like, this is black and white and I'm going to go play with my Transformers. <laughs> but but there were occasions I did watch the show itself. I mean, it was uh, there were some comical moments, but it was something I didn't really fully appreciate until I... Did some research later on, like, hey, this is actually kind of a fun show. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to let you guys at least know about the monsters before going into this into the movie. So I'm gonna go ahead and give a brief synopsis of this of this wonderful movie available only on Netflix. Hey, willing to support the show? Email Netflix and let them know about my podcast because I will take that Netflix money. <laughs> All right, so mad scientist Dr. Henry Augustus Wolfgang and his hunchback assistant Floop rob graves for body parts to build an experimental creation. Floop accidentally steals the head of a hacky comedian, Shecky Von Rathbone. Now, I got to say right off the bat, where is he coming up with these names? Because <laughs> I'm like trying to read these and I'm like Shecky and Rathbone. All right. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Instead of Shecky's astrophysicist brother, um, so you know it, it's definitely um, something where they they grab this 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 sixties uh, movie, maybe it was a seventies movie called Young Frankenstein. Do you guys remember that one? Oh yeah, it's good stuff. Absolutely. Seeing this whole particular scene with Floop kind of reminded me of um, Igor and uh, mm -hmm. the Abby Normal Brain. Mm-hmm. So Shelley, whom Wolfgang wanted because he was, oh, I'm sorry, let me, let me back up a little bit here. So uh, this is why I should never interrupt myself in reading. <laughs> uh, instead of Shecky's astrophysicist brother, Shelley, 
whom Wolfgang wanted because he was considered the smartest man in the world, Wolfgang uses electricity to give life to his Frankenstein creation, which Floop names Herman Munster. The Count, which is Count Sam Dracula from the 1960s TV series. Yes, in the 60s, he had he had a name, but in this movie, he's just the Count. Uh, has an ex-girlfriend named Zoya Krupp. And uh, she entrances the Count's werewolf son, Lester, who is deeply in debt to Zoya, to come to her tent. Under threat of losing his head, Lester agrees to Zoya's plan to have the Count sell her his Transylvania castle so that he can turn it into a casino and theme park. Lester calls his father with the proposal, but the Count immediately dismisses the deadbeat son's latest scheme. Over breakfast served by his faithful servant to Igor, or Igor, the Count takes the Count talks with his 150-year-old vampire daughter, Lily, about her unsatisfying love life and a disappointing recent date with the Count Orlock. All right, so I'm going to try to, to read or digest the version of this because I don't want to spend the rest of the time and have the chance of losing my guests again. So <laughs> basically, this, this this movie is a an origin piece. It, it tells the, the, the start of Herman Munster, Lily Munster, and Grandpa Munster, and, and, and the whole family dynamic. Floop, as I said before, names uh, Herman Munster, and once Herman is alive, Augustus Wolfgang discovers that the great, brilliant person that he thought he was going to have isn't him, and so he goes and leaves, and then Herman Munster and Floop wind up becoming an entertainment act, where Floop is the manager, and Lily sees him on TV and instantly falls in love. And then this whole story plays out where Herman and Lily uh, go on dates and eventually he asks her to marry her and romance happens. So I don't want to get too much into the plot because I want, don't want to spoil it for our lovely listeners. So um, with all that being said, I want to turn it over to you guys. What did you what was your first impressions of this of this movie? Uh, we'll start with you, Joe. Yeah, as far as it goes, um, it, I heard about it and I didn't watch any trailers because I'm kind of anti-trailer now that I've grown older because I just hate getting a false vibe of what will potentially be the film. But uh, for the most part, I heard it was Rob Zombie. I'm like, that'll be interesting. Is it going to be a full-blown gore fest like they were normally used to seeing? Mm -hmm. And to find out it's a family-friendly PG, I'm like, hey, this will be interesting. And uh, I realistically, I kind of suffered through that first 30 minutes while things are trying to get going because I was like, OK, this is uh, kind of feeling like it's dragging a little bit, but I uh, sticking through it. And, and ultimately, once uh, things got going on, once, of course, the creation of Herman Munster comes along, things start moving in a more, you know, more interesting direction. And then, of course, by the end of the movie, it starts to have more of a feel of the sitcom itself. So one of the disadvantages of doing a, an origin story slash reboots, as far as I'm concerned, you've got the whole, you got to get to the point where things are kind of getting into the original vibe. So I felt like it took a little long to get there, but I don't think it was really the movie's fault because they're trying to tell the story about how it all started. But by the time it got to the feel that the show had, then I was, you know, thoroughly enjoying of more of it. So last half of the movie was definitely more fun than the first part. It felt like it a little rough getting it started, but it, it, it was a, you can tell that Rob Zombie 
really loved the monsters. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he had a little bit of, you know, you could tell that a fan was working on it. Somebody really cared for the source material. So that was a positive, but, uh, like I said, it got, by the time we got into the second half, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm enjoying what's going on now. Gotcha. How about you, Becky? What did you think of the, uh, your initial thoughts? Um, I was like caught in right away. I didn't have that like Joe did where like he had to ease into it or he suffered through it, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really liked it. I, I like how he, he did, you're right. You could tell that, um, zombie did have a deep appreciation for the show and he gave it's a love story for him, you know? Um, right. If you think about it, it's like, I think of it as like, that's the way he feels when, you know, when Willie and Herman first seen each other and there's the hearts and stuff, me and Joe talked about that. We're like, do you think Rob, when he, every time you see Jerry, does he feel that way? <laughs> and I just thought it was kind of like, he's always been kind of, you know, a spooky dude. And it's, I don't know, it just, it made sense for him to redo this movie. And I just thought it was fabulous. I love the color palette and like the cinematography and stuff. It's just so much fun. Oh yeah. 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 Big time. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to pick sides and I'm going to, I'm going to fall into Becky's camp. I definitely, I liked it more. There was more things I liked about it than what I didn't like about it. Yeah, and absolutely. Uh, I, I, I do agree. I think Rob Zombie definitely, you know, cause if you think about it, this came out, you know, the, the original series came out in the sixties and Rob Zombie's like in his late sixties now. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he was watching this show, you know, as a carny kid growing yeah. up. So I, I'm, I can definitely see a lot of his, um, his love for the, for the, the subject built throughout that. And it's, it is kind of funny how he kind of captured some of the original campiness to it. And I mm-hmm. honestly, I think he did kind of inject a little bit of the, the classic Batman with, uh, with yeah. the color palette. Cause I mean, that color palette, it's like, <laughs> there's some stuff in there. that seems a bit garish, um, mm-hmm. But other stuff yeah. like yeah, it's it, he's definitely um, embracing the whole '60s pop feel with with the with the color scheme, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I have to say I do like some of his his acting direction. Like, so the first time we see Lily Munster, she's she's striking a pose <laughs> going into her scene, and they they like he like holds a shot of that for like it feels like thirty seconds, mm-hmm. and then he shoots a shot of of count Orlock and then back to Sherry. And mm-hmm. part of me is like, okay, is he doing this because he wants to showcase his wife or is he doing this because he's trying to get really campy on it? So <laughs> a little from a little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So he um, likes putting this lady on screen and that's for sure. I yeah. can understand that. Yes. <laughs> um, so you guys, you know, you've, you obviously are big into, into films and movies. What what were the things that really kind of stood out to you in in the monsters uh, movie? Like Beck was saying, I mean, the big thing is, uh, you know, set pieces themselves. I mean, they shot this uh, what mostly in Romania, from what I understand. That's really so cool. they actually shot with actual castle landscapes and whatnot, and with you know that kind of stuff there. And they said the color usage was, you know, the hyper color was very interesting because I mean, obviously this original series was black and white and whatnot, and you know, from my research itself, it appears that, you know, the show, the season got, can- the show got canceled after two seasons. 
Mm-hmm. And the success of Batman coming out was one of the things that kind of pushed it out of the way because now all of a sudden you have something similar, you know, have a similar campiness, but now you have bright colors and hyper realism going on with the show. And, you know, it's kind of bringing, like you said, some of that mm-hmm. 60s vibe in to, to bring that about. So, and performance wise, I mean, I think everybody was, was fun. I mean, it's kind of weird seeing a great work on the makeup work, but not hearing Fred Gwynn's voice because that voice is so iconic. It, I know, right? It was almost oh, jarring yeah. at first, but yeah. the mannerisms and the laugh and everything else, the guy did a fantastic job. I'm already forgetting the actor's name, but, you know, I think everybody had, you know, solid performances in Definitely. there and that's what helped make it enjoyable as far as that goes. But, um, but yeah, I think said the, the movie overall has some fun. I mean, it's supposed to be family friendly. I don't know how many kids are going to, get to that first 30 minutes and not being <laughs> bored out of their mind but that's just me but you know but according to somebody in the room not gonna say who i'm a film snob he is <laughs> you heard it kids <laughs> well i you know i have to uh i have to agree with what you said as far as their performances you know especially uh you know like sherry moon and and uh mm-hmm. daniel robick um, mm-hmm. Daniel Robick being Grandpa Munster. I mean, they 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 definitely embrace the uh, the OG characters' mannerisms. Mm-hmm. I mean, they sure time. did. I, I mean, if you watch the original series, um, Yvonne DiCarlo, beautiful mm-hmm. woman, Lily Munster. I mean, I you think of of Lily, I I can't get Yvonne DiCarlo out of my head because she was yeah. Lily Munster. Um, but she always had these little, these little mannerisms where she's like holding her fingers together as she's talking and, and overextending her pointing. I mean, she was, she was definitely grabbing like the classic operatic Mm -hmm. um, presentation to her stuff. And then same in point, Daniel Robeck, who was, you know, filling the shoes for, for, for Al Lewis, he was definitely a trickster, you know, and he had a, he had to pick up that kind of trickster kind of mentality and, you know, always calling Herman names. And I mean, right, right. These two characters were just really, really well summed up by, by, or really picked up by these, these uh, actors. So definitely. Yeah. I think Sherry did a really good job. She had mannerisms and just little things that she would do. I thought it was so cute. So, what what are some of your guys' favorite scenes in the show? I mean, obviously without spoiling the ending, although I I will have to say that the ending was kind of a kind of anticlimactic for me, but I'm not gonna get I don't want to get too much into the ending. But uh, you know, is there any particular scenes that you guys enjoyed in the in the episode or in the movie? Yeah, you know, I I know it's really cheesy, but like I loved when Herman was doing his comedy act on stage and his silly dad jokes. I don't know. They were just great. I I laughed the whole time. I'm like, this is so awesome. Yeah. The fact that, uh, of course, it's no surprise and no spoiler. They do get married and where they go, um, especially when they went on the honeymoon. That was mm-hmm. when I first got a really like I, that's when the vibes kicked in where I felt yeah. like I was watching the original show because, of course, they're going around Paris. <laughs> and people are yeah. just like ah mm-hmm. and whatnot but the fact they're going to paris and then they go into the catacombs and whatnot and that that was clever because then you find out a, the origin of another character which i thought was actually quite funny oh yeah, yeah. so yeah. 
Oh crap! But, um, I you know professional podcasting right here. I always forget <laughs> to turn off the cuckoo clock. So every episode for the last however many years I've been doing this, I have to pause and go, "Oh crap!" I apologize. <laughs> I'm just glad. Oh, I'm, not, I'm just I'm glad I'm not recording exactly at midnight. <laughs> You'll never hear the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. I wish I had a cuckoo clock. <laughs> I'm, yes, I'm, I'm, I wish you did too. <laughs> uh, but you were saying, uh, Joe, you, you liked the uh, the origin the, of uh, of a character in the in the series, kind of like yeah, the origin of the character. I mean, I don't know how spoiler we're going, but obviously uh, no. they. Yeah, they run into a a creature in the uh, in the catacombs, and they take them home, and that's where the origin of Spot comes from. Oh yeah, yeah. Spot. <laughs> so I was like, I know that I know that gig there. So, but yeah, it was, um, but yeah, the other th- you know, from a story standpoint, they said that was that was a lot of fun there, and then of course, uh, eventually we get to the point where the whole plot extension itself, yeah, the whole plot of the storyline. We've got, you know, somebody trying to steal, you know, Grandpa's castle. Mm-hmm. Right. Which then puts into the third act of the whole storylines going on there. And and then we're like, okay, now we're finally finding, you know, that's where the origins finally stick in. And, you know, they find their new home. And that's where the series basically is picked up where we all know and love it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was great that at the end of the movie, we get the, the old classic intro scene where yeah, walks through the, awesome. the door. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I like that too. That was really good. Good throwback. Yeah. You know, I, I like, you know, we had mentioned the, the color palette and everything. And I like the fact that it was shot in, in color, but mm-hmm. there was like maybe a 30 second sequence when they do go back to, um, or when they do get to California and again, listener, this whole this whole episode or the whole movie is a, is a setup to the to the, to the, tele- the original television show. So you know that eventually something happens, and then you have to get to California. But yeah. I, I like that when they were searching for a house, there was like this thirty second sequence with like Rob Zombie like animation, and it was <laughs> black and white. And I'm like, man, this feels like that classic, you know, '60s episode. Yeah. When they're driving around in the in the in the hearse mobiles and the and the drag, yeah. the drag strip cars, and I thought that that was kind of neat. Made me think of the song Dragula for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which of course yeah. references the monsters overall in the videos, you know, shot in there mm-hmm. style classic car. So I thought it was pretty cool too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is there anything that you you, you really didn't care for? in the in the in the story or any any particular scenes yeah like i said it was it's when you're trying to get an origin story itself like i said you you, they weren't in the whole family dynamic which of course is the heart of the show itself so like i said that was tricky i feel i know why it's necessary to do that portion of it so Mm -hmm. i guess in in hindsight doesn't bother me too much but it was really getting the point for me where i was like i don't know if i'm going to get through this but uh (laughs) I'm going to keep going because why not? Because, I mean, I, there were little things where I'm like, okay, I can I can probably get into this. So, you know, I don't, I, I had a lot, 
as soon as we got past the, you know, once they actually had met and started getting into some of that was kind of fun because mm-hmm. he's like, you know, we'd like to go to dinner and he busts out the little book and he's just like, well, I think I have a little space to do this and whatnot. Of course, it's completely blank. <laughs> <laughs> he closes the door and he starts laughing and it's like, okay, I, 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 mm-hmm. that I, now cute. we're getting into the vibe of, you know, that, that was, they said that in the, the marriage section and everything else. It's like, okay, now, now I'm getting into the vibe of that. So mm-hmm. there wasn't uh, too much, but, um, the movie was probably could have had about eight to 10 minutes trimmed off of it. <laughs> it just felt like it was running a little long. There was a rumor that this movie was originally like two and a half hours long. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. So, um, yeah, it was it Butch Patrick that supposedly had said something about that. But, uh, speaking of, did everybody recognize all the weird little, uh, cameos in the movie? You know, I was actually going to bring that up. Um, oh, gotcha. I was actually going to ask you guys the same question. <laughs> But uh, yeah. since you went ahead and and, and opened up that uh, that can of worms <laughs> yeah. there, um, I did yeah. I did catch the uh, Cassandra Peterson cameo. Same, same, yeah. yeah. Um, which is funny because when I first saw, I'm like, I know that woman. I, I <laughs> and I'm like racking my brain, and then finally it hit me. I'm like, that's Elvira. Ooh, that's Elvira. Yeah. Elvira. Yeah. Yeah, and it was kind of a bummer because, you know, like I said, that was great itself. The the bummer to me, because, of course, I'm one of those, you know, how many of us do that where it's like, I know that person's face and we have to look it up on the IMDb and everything oh, else. Yeah. So then, of course, my research comes up with, you know, they actually had people from the original series. You know, you had Butch Patrick, who did the voice of the can man who married uh, Herman and Lily. You're like, OK, that's interesting. <laughs> and then, um, uh, Pat Priest, who was actually Marilyn. Yes. Munster was actually a voice of an airline announcer. And then for some weird, weird reason, E.T.'s mom is actually a voice in there, too. E.T.'s mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> D. Wallace, Good Morning Transylvania. Uh, so oh, yeah, that's right. She was in there, too. And then, of course, the fact that, you know, some of the, the three main characters all doubled up in various things. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips played Sambo. Yes. Yeah. In the, in the in the video playback thing. So I, I was like, OK, these are quite fun. But uh yeah, the, of course, you know, Cassandra's cameo was probably the most obvious, but everybody else, unfortunately, felt like they were hidden. So I don't think that everybody's going to pick up on there because obviously there's been 50 years difference time. And, you know, obviously Butch was a kid and oh, yes. you're not really recognize his voice when it's being roboticized. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that was kind of like, a, oh, that's kind of a bummer. It's cool that those people got involved, you know, that they, you know, bring it in because any reboot according to the rules of reboots you have to get some people to come back in and do Mm -hmm. something which is a good tribute itself sometimes it works and in this case you know i don't think it really affected because most people probably missed them but it's a fun fact afterwards like hey people from the show were in the movie too yes and you know you you mentioned butch patrick's um cameo Mm -hmm. and from what i understand i think he was also in the tin can man suit Really? Yeah, and then he might have been. Yeah. What I, the other thing that I thought was interesting is that there is the Tin Can Man actually comes from an episode of the 1960s original series called the the uh, Science Experiment, and mm-hmm. it's where Eddie uh, Eddie Munster ends up getting uh, his parents get called to school to 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 talk about his his uh, his science fair project because yeah. he builds a robot. And the mm-hmm. robot is the same tin can man that we see marrying um, Herman and Lily, which I thought uh, was a great cameo slash wink and nod because, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, 
the actor who portrayed the kid who built the robot. Oh my gosh, it's Anakin Skywalker in the C-3PO <laughs> outfit. That's all it is. <laughs> right. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to say the only character I really didn't like was, uh, oh no, I can't think of his name. Her, was it her cousin or her brother or something? Oh, her brother, oh. Her brother Lester. The werewolf brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but his character seemed kind of, I don't know, stupid. I don't know. <laughs> For lack of better words. I mean, he, he, I mean, he was the family link over to making the plot point move forward with right. losing the castle and everything else being, right. you know, somebody with debts and everything else. I mean, as far as it goes, I mean, I know there was a fair amount of talk on the online saying that, that he was a, that he was one of the shining points in the movie. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't so, go so far as to say that, but yeah, I, I, I didn't mind him, I guess, but, uh, I I felt him to be more of a, a plot device and not necessarily a f- fleshed out character. True. Although, yeah, I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Becca. No, I just said I agree. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the one thing that I did kind of notice about him, though, is he sort of answers the question that it was across everyone's mind growing up. Yeah, is, I know what you're saying. <laughs> why is Eddie a werewolf when right? Lily's a vampire. <laughs> well, that's because there's werewolf in the blood, apparently. Yeah. His uncle's a werewolf. So That's true. That makes sense. <laughs> um, before we get into a rating system, is there any other little niggles or, or uh, tidbits you guys want to share or any thoughts that, about the movie that you find interesting or altogether ooky or spooky? <laughs> oh, wait. That's the wrong show. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well. Someone's gonna jump on that. Now the uh now I said I mean as far as it goes, I mean I found myself, you know, enjoying a decent chunk of the movie and it mm-hmm. was fun stuff and being a physical media collector will be one of those things where I'm like, I should probably get a copy of this because who knows what happens with streaming in the future. So True. but um it'll it'll be a movie that'll probably end up in our collection. Definitely. So that's usually a good sign that it's got some rewatchability or whatnot. Nice. I I kind of hope that like um, maybe they'll make a series out of it, and then we can see, you know, Eddie Munster come along and Marilyn, and <laughs> you know. Yeah, it it would be nice to see it get picked up to to kind of flesh out more of the characters. Maybe. Definitely. I mean, they they definitely embrace the whole Herman doing a bonehead thing and then having to spend like a half an hour to of TV time to fix the problem. So I think it would be neat to see these new actors and actresses or a- actors in a female lead, um, you know, portray uh, our, uh, these classic characters. Well, with yeah. all that being said, I have the standard five star rating system just purely from, for, from, uh, from, your gut, what would you guys give this movie on a, out of five stars? Three. <laughs> I'm going to say four. I really liked it. All right. Well, I, I'm i I'm leaning more towards Joe's rating of three, but there's still some nostalgia there that I like. So I'm going to split the difference between you guys, and I'm, I'm going to go three and a half stars. Maybe, maybe three. Three and a half. <laughs> maybe three and three quarters. Like you get the half star, and you get that one little piece of, of the triangle the just kind of shade, shade a little bit of that in. <laughs> so 3.75. All right. We're getting into way too much math for this. So. <laughs> a little too much math for me, sir, but I'll agree with you. Yeah. Like I said, there's a, there's a lot of fun stuff in here. Um, the, the, the movie is, 
uh, definitely got the a great kick of nostalgia, mm-hmm. particularly that last half when they finally get to their home that we all know and love. And yeah, and uh, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed that last thirty minutes. I was like, all right, this is starting to feel a little more like a, an episode of there. So yeah, movies a lot of fun, and I think people can enjoy it, especially if they were a fan of the original series. And totally. we don't have to sit here and go. I wonder what a reboot would be like because we've seen it. <laughs> right, right. But I'd be right. curious to see, you know, what would this whole family dynamic be if they were to reboot and put it in today's times more? Because there was still that older feeling, even though it was, you know. Right, right. I mean, did they actually really clarify how they, what time frame they set this in? Was this in current times? Because it really didn't feel it, like it. It's It's one of those shows that do that to you. You just don't don't have a good grasp on the time era. Yeah, cause, I mean the the majority of the movie, like you said, was shot in Romania. So you're you're in Transylvania. You see a lot of the classic Transylvania, you know, covered wagons and stuff. But then it's not mm-hmm. until we get to California that we kind of get more of that modern feel. But it's not. It's still not. It's almost timeless. It's, it it kind of reminds me of like watching Ed, Edward Scissor's hand. You know, because that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> feel like it's modern times but yet there's still some 50s and 60s in there like uh, some of the mm-hmm. cars and the bicycles driving around it's like yeah this is definitely exactly yeah. so i'm thinking yeah. that he he decided to keep it in that in that same era right but uh yeah it it it, it just it has a timeless feel to it it definitely so. does i really liked it <laughs> yeah well i don't think i have anything else to say on the monsters um so we'll go ahead and wrap this up um, okay, folks, if you've enjoyed listening to our review of the 2022 movie on Netflix, Rob Zombie's The Munsters, uh, feel free to check out some of our other episodes where we'll, we re- review and reboot other classic 60s television shows. Um, if you have an idea for a show that you want to hear about, go ahead and email me over at 60sreboot at gmail.com. Check out my Facebook page, 60s Reboot. Or uh, take a look at it and follow us on Twitter at 60s Reboot slash Comics with My Kids. Joe, Becky, is there any place that, uh, that someone could find you if they wanted to see- seek you out and give you their what for? <laughs> I'm uh, at Joe Grizzlack on Twitter. That's G-R-Z-E-L-A-K. Nice and simple to find me. I'll hang out on Twitter every once in a while, so you can find me there. And we'll uh, we'll put that in the show notes so that people can find you there as well. Yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah. So, well, folks, uh, thank you for listening and have yourselves a very monstrous night. Mm-hmm.